0: I mean, hell, I got eight people. We have eight freaking people, and we go win that game. I know. I know. Nobody in this damn building except us expected us to win. Shame on everybody. We just taught, spanked you and told you or taught you a lesson on everybody. Yeah, I'm pissed because I got a good team.
1: That was the voice of head coach of the Indiana Fever, Marianne Stanley. That and more coming up in a special Wubble Tea episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. Hello and happy Tuesday, women's basketball fans. Erica Lindsay Ayala here bringing you another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. Yes, we are headed back for some Wubble Tea. I played a clip from Marianne Stanley at the top of the show. We're going to get into that a little bit. I'm also going to give you the biggest winners and the biggest losers of last week, your top stories, my favorite players of the Wubble. And we'll also get into uh, some comments and a and, impassioned uh, and speech that head coach Nikki Cullen gave her team, Atlanta, uh, over the weekend. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Lots happening in the show. So let's just go ahead and get into it. All right. Biggest winners. I think we have to go with Indiana and their win over the Seattle Storm. Seattle, the top dog in the standings coming into that game against Indiana on Thursday. And Indiana was shorthanded. As uh, Marianne Stanley said in the clip, and we'll hear more from her later, they had eight players. Erica Wheeler had not returned to the team, and it has officially been announced that she will not return to the team. Tiffany Mitchell dealing with an injury to her wrist and is out. Sounds like Stanley is expecting her back, but they go in shorthanded against the top team in the league, and they get the win. And as you heard, Marianne Stanley, uh, none too pleased with uh, how she felt her team was being disrespected, disrespected. But guess what, fans? These two teams go at it again today. That's right. They go against each other today. Indiana looking to see if they can reprise uh, that 90-84 win over the Seattle Storm, um, We'll see what happens. I'm here for the Wobble team. More on that in a later segment. Another big win. Big winners for the weekend. That's the Atlanta Dream. Desperately needed a win. And they got one over the Minnesota Lynx 78-75 on Sunday, August 23rd. And as I teased a little bit earlier, we will hear from Nikki Cullen and a few of her players about some of the things. And actually Cheryl Reeve about some of the things she said at halftime to get her team fired up. Biggest losers. Well, I'm going to put it out there. It might be Seattle. Not only did Seattle drop that game to Indiana earlier in the week, they also dropped a game to the Las Vegas Aces. 82-74 on Saturday. Asia Wilson and the Aces get the win over the Seattle Storm. So they're riding a two-game losing streak comparative to some of the other teams, including Atlanta and Indiana and, of course, New York. Uh, that's, that's not much of a losing streak, but it's just not something that we're used to in this Wubble season for the Seattle Storm. Another big loser for this week, and honestly, I think, for this entire Wubble season. You know, and it's the injuries, we're losing so many players to freak injuries and shout out to Mr. Charles Hallman who asked me on Twitter if this could be something with the court. Is there enough support on the court? Um, You know, this is, we have heard this on ESPN time and time again. They built these two courts on a soundstage. Uh, Soundstage sounds like a lot of concrete. Uh, I don't know if there's enough uh, give on that court but, you know, shout out to Charles Hallman. That's something that we might have to look into. But here's just a small list of players that we know we've lost and some officially for the season. Erica Wheeler, now this is not a uh IMG injury, but Erica Wheeler. Uh, Will not be with the team Indiana officially announced that Izzy Harrison and Mo Jefferson However, Mariah Jefferson for Dallas Dallas officially announced That they will be out for the season Izzy rolled her ankle a few times um, And that last one, unfortunately Just too much for her to come back And Mo Jeff, unfortunately Will have to have another surgery Just came back from an injury And I don't know, Mariah Jefferson Just can't stay healthy Unfortunately, her young career is plagued by injury. We have Raquana Williams has a knee sprain. Looked like she uh, got caught up on, on uh, I think it was uh ankle and just, you know, uh, no contact or limited contact injury. Uh, a roll of the ankle and she's got a knee sprain. And we got kind of an update on Sabrina Ionescu. We know that she had that grade three ankle sprain. Uh, she will not require surgery, but there is no announced timeline. I'd been trying to get the team to give an update, asked Walt Hopkins about it. He said, hey, we're focused on who's here in the Wubble. So we really don't know what that timeline for return is. Uh, But uh, Sabrina Ionescu on social media saying their comeback is going to be scary. So I I think it's likely that we won't see her back this season, but we shall find out. Also, not an injury as far as we know, but really want to send thoughts out to Brittany Griner, who has left the bubble to deal with a personal matter and, and that is that's all that we know right now. Of course, we want to respect uh, Brittany Greiner and we hope that uh, her and her immediate family and, and friend circle and that everything is all right. So sending that over. But that's got to be the biggest loss. Big loser is just the injuries that we're seeing in this truncated season. And of course, covid Rona is the massive loser here. All right, top stories. Uh, Players remember Kobe Bryant uh, over the weekend was what would have been Kobe Bryant's 42nd birthday. Uh, The White Mamba, a.k.a. Diana Chirassi, she dropped 34 points in a very tight contest between the Phoenix Mercury and the Washington Mystics. Phoenix gets that win, 88-87, Diana Taurasi, DT, drops thirty-four points whilst wearing a Bryant number no. eight jersey. So she swapped number no. three for number no. eight. She talked about wearing that, and I know Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert talked about that yesterday on Monday show. So go check that out. Um, also, top stories is that on the social justice tip, and I'll get more into this on Thursday. But the league was recognizing Dr. Kimberly. Crenshaw, uh, of of the Say Her Name campaign and of the African American Policy Forum, big story there. And unfortunately, another shooting uh, involving law enforcement in Wisconsin has a lot of people's attention. Even players like Tosh Cloud and head coach Don Staley, saying that maybe it's time that we stop this sports thing and really focus on the task at hand. So definitely want to get into that on Thursday, and. Players of the Wubble, as I like to say, a.k.a. Players of the Week. For last week, your Eastern Conference, you know, I, I LOL at that every time. Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Courtney Vandersloot of the Chicago Sky, who averaged 19 points, 11.3 assists, and 1.67 steals per game. And Candace Parker for the Western Conference of, of course, the Los Angeles Sparks. Parker averaged 18 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists per game last week. Both Chicago and Los Angeles went 3-0 as Vandersloot and Parker pick up your Players of the Week, a.k.a. Player of the Wubble. You know, I just want to put this out here. Courtney Vandersloot, is she a real candidate for MVP? She's leading the league in assists 8.7 per game. But can a point guard do it? Can a point guard do it? Now, we've had a few combo guard forwards win MVP. Elena Deladon, Cheryl Swoops, Diana Taurasi, of course, as a shooting guard. We can't really call her a point guard. Come on, folks. Um, D, uh, DT has won, but we've never had a proper point guard. I think the closest that we've gotten to, to a solid and pure guard winning MVP was, of course, Cynthia Cooper raised the roof. So... Does Sloot have a chance? I think so. Uh, also, Candace Parker, we're hearing she's a nod for MVP. She's leading the league 9.7 rebounds per game. Also defensive player of the year. Seems like she's hungry for it. She took her fir- her first uh, charge and got pretty fired up as, as uh, she got that win over Atlanta this weekend. But other top candidates, we got to talk about Asia Wilson. She's top three. In the league, in points, rebounds, and blocks per game. No other, no other MVP candidates. So not Brianna Stewart, uh, not Courtney VanderSoot, not Candice Parker. No other candidate leads in, or is top three in three categories, like Asia. So, I don't know. And if we look at your standings real quick, Asia and the Aces... Are half game back from Seattle again, who went on that skid. Los Angeles also a half game back. Uh, Eleven and three now is the record for Seattle. Ten and three for Vegas. Ten and three for the Sparks, and ten and four for Chicago. That's your top four teams, and again, uh, MVP candidates potentially coming from all four of those teams. I'm gonna get more into the schedule coming up. On the show, we'll get, get you ready for this week, including, of course, uh, what we can expect from Indiana and Seattle tonight. Um, also, what we have coming up on the show is, as I mentioned, you're going to hear from, uh, from Nikki Cullen and, and her crew about a big win that they got. Just a much-needed win. Um, and I'll, we'll play you more audio from Marianne. Stanley. You know, I talked about injuries being the biggest loser of this WNBA season. And if you ask any athlete, they'll tell you that an important part of being at their best is recovery. Well, you know what? That goes for the rest of us too. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets a little chaotic, like maybe having to do all of your work in a bubble, for example. I'm just saying. CBD Freeze with menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnica and vitamin B to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners, yeah, that's you, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code MBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code N-B-A for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, folks, I want to get back now to my Wubble Tea. Now, I watched this, uh, I was, I, I believe the Liberty played right before Indiana-Seattle. And so I'm I'm you know, that was a tough loss for the Liberty. They are still looking for their second win of the season. Uh, more on that with Gotta Get Up, which is my YouTube podcast on the New York Liberty. But, um, you know, Indiana also has been struggling. They... Um are five and eight though on the season and got that fifth win over Seattle. big, big win. but I want you to hear what Marianne Stanley said before the Seattle game about her team.
2: Lastly, uh, with a team like Seattle that's just been so consistent all season, do you kind of do you kind of use them as a little bit of a measuring stick?
0: You know they're playing at a really high level, of course having, uh, Brianna Stewart back, you know, takes them to a whole different level than they were a year ago. And same with Sue Bird. But I'm just looking for us to continue our growth process, to play hard, to continue to improve. Uh, obviously, short going to make it tough, but that's also uh, a door of opportunity for people to step up. Again, our approach is come out here, play hard, play as a team, and just let the chips fall where they fall.
1: And as you can hear there, Marianne Stanley knows that her team is shorthanded. She talked about Lauren Cox probably having to be one of the players that stepped up. Lauren Cox was a player that tested positive for COVID-19. Indiana came into the bubble late. um, And I don't think we've seen peak Lauren Cox. I think I talked about on one of my episodes last week that Tiara McCowan, just we haven't seen her elevate that game. I think she's a little bit stagnant. If, if um, not slipping a little bit from her performance last season. So there's definitely things that Indiana has to take control of and to manage. Um, and one of those things is taking pride in their team. So I played the clip, a little bit of the clip, of Marianne kind of getting upset and feeling that her team got disrespected. But I want to play this full clip and shout out to Ben Rossoff, uh, from the next who recorded this so you hear a little bit of typing but um I wasn't able to get the full clip from Indiana they had posted something that was a little more produced on YouTube but Ben had the audio and I just want to play for you like the frustration that Marianne was feeling here we go uh this is how she answered the first question post game yes, uh,
0: first off coach uh, just how does it feel to get uh so a win over, um, you know, such a quality team, uh, three-point shooting and rebounding kind of um, was kind of some of your uh, big advantages today, just to be able to shoot the way you guys did and to hold on in the fourth quarter when at times you guys have actually trouble doing so. As I would imagine it's a pretty good feeling. Hey, do me a favor. Don't constantly remind me of all of our shortcomings. We just beat the team that's leading this whole league, okay? And we played well from start to finish, and it wasn't an accident. And if anybody's surprised, they shouldn't be. Nobody in our locker room is surprised. We finally put together 40 minutes of playing hard. It wasn't perfect, okay? We played hard. And if somebody wants to underestimate us, fine, let them. Nobody in our locker room is feeling like we're here for anything but playing basketball and winning basketball games. So, you know, in spite of our, our uh, shortcomings, you know, we played really, really hard. We played together as a team and uh, beat a very good basketball team. Oh, Coach, I didn't mean anything by that question. I hope you didn't take any offense to that. out. this is about the fourth or fifth time you talk about all this, the shortcomings, and I'm not feeling that, okay, especially not today. Our players just – Really gut-checked, a hard-fought win, okay? Let's talk about some of the good stuff. It's not just three-point shooting. It's, you know, we got. I think we got underestimated today, okay? And it's why we play sports. If the game was decided beforehand, why would we play, okay? No one can measure the heart. If you play with a big heart and you play for the people around you and give it your all, Good things usually happen. That's all that happened today. We weren't perfect, but we played hard. We trusted each other. We got contributions from everybody. I mean, hell, I got eight people. We have eight freaking people, and we go win that game. I know. I know. Nobody in this damn building except us expected us to win. Shame on everybody. We just talked, spanked you and told you, or taught you a lesson on everybody. Yeah, I'm pissed because I got a good team.
1: And I know a lot of people have been talking about this and the drama, and I am going to talk about a little bit of the drama. Uh, leading up to tonight's game but I really just want to talk about the frustration there's so much frustration again as someone who's a beat writer for the New York Liberty I get to see it firsthand there's a lot of frustration in this in this bubble in the wobble and there's so many reasons for that Uh, it's a quick turnaround there's lots of young players there's players that are not there there's players that are again injuries injuries are really bad this season I don't know if it's just because it's a heightened season but you know it's just really tough. And um I think Christy Tolliver had a great tweet about this. And she said, Listen, folks, let's not get bent out of shape about what Marianne Stanley said. Uh, she's firing up her team. Sometimes, and this is psychology, this is sports psychology. All right. Can I get a shout out from the coaches? the best players or anyone that's seen the last dance. Sometimes you have to take something that you had no control over, something that was just plopped on your platter as a gift and use that as motivation. We love when Diana Taurasi does that. I'll I'll see you in the lobby, right? When she's barking at officials, we love that. So why are we demonizing Marianne Stanley and the Indiana Fever for taking something and feeling a little bit of pride? They beat Seattle. They beat Seattle. They did that, and yeah, if they got, a, if they, if they're gonna use that to pump themselves up for the rest of the season, you know what? Go have a day. Have a day, Indiana. Have a day. Have a day. Have a day. But here's the thing. We saw this uh, in the Las Vegas Aces versus uh, Washington Mystics matchup from the semifinals uh, last season, last playoffs. Sometimes, if you talk the talk, you got to make sure you walk the walk because the, the other team's going to do that now, too. Oh, you poke the bear? Well, now you got to deal with the consequences. And here is what Sue Bird had to say about some of the chatter that she heard coming from the Indiana Fever. This is your second game that you've missed. I know Indiana took it very personally that you did not play in that loss. What's your status and how did you react to those comments?
2: Um, Yeah, I thought they were kind of funny. Um, I think they forgot they were gonna have to see me in the lunch line and have to see me in the elevator. So that was kind of funny. Um, You know, I've never based my decision on my body on another team, you know, especially not Indiana. So it is what it is. Uh, Luckily we get to play them on Tuesday.
1: I don't know, folks, what do you make of it? What do you make of Sue Bird uh, saying that, uh, you know, she doesn't she doesn't uh, decide who she or when she sits, depending on uh, who her team is playing. And I think that's real. Um, I I should say I, I trust if Sue Bird says that. Do I think that that is uh, across the board the case? Let me put it this way. Do I think that athletes and coaches and teams strategically sit their players based on their opponent? Absolutely. Absolutely. But here's something else. I think it was on ESPN. One of the analysts said, well, I mean... Indiana could have at least asked Sue Bird if she sat because of them. And I was like, why would she, why would Indiana do that? Why would Indiana do that? Like, no one needs to ask Sue Bird why she sat. You know, they took it some kind of way. And again, it's sports psychology people. They're going to use that and be like, oh, oh, Sue thinks it's okay. Seattle thinks it's okay to sit Sue Bird. You uh, you know, um, it's okay to sit Sue Bird. I, I don't know. I just thought I thought that was a little bit extra. I'm like, come on, folks, uh, you know, give Indy some love. I, I thought it was all about Marianne firing up her team. Um, but here's the thing. Sue Bird is out again for tonight. She will not play against Indiana. So will Seattle, you know, get the last punch or will Indiana do it again? And here's, here's the thing it doesn't necessarily matter right now, I don't think, for Indiana, but the head to heads you get two games against each team. Head to heads matter. And for Indiana, who's sitting in that eight spot, every win matters. They're chasing Connecticut at six and eight, they're chasing Phoenix at seven and seven, but five and nine Dallas, who just got Satu Saboli back. You know, it's still a tight race here. So Indiana, uh, you know, whether it's Sue sitting out again or something else, uh, they need they need some fire in their gut. Uh, and I love that when uh, Natalie and Sean we were
2: definitely down, we're down to eight, but we're not out. Don't count us out. Um, and I think that confidence came from Coach uh, Stanley before in the pregame and that confidence and that um that's all we had was eight, but that's all we needed. Um, and I think that mentality really uh, pushed us to come out strong today. Don't count us out because um, that grit and that fight will always be there. Um, so sleep on us then. I can ask Seattle what
1: happened. Saw the clip of Sue Bird saying, oh, well, you know, I think they forgot they have to see me in the lunch line. Uh, she, <laughs> she responded and quote tweeted with a gif of uh, – of uh, Drake kind of being like, ooh, and just like dismissing it as, you know, obviously being sarcastic. So I'm here for it, for some wobble tea. But there was another team that was pretty fired up uh, and had to really dig deep to get an important win for their season. And that is the Atlanta Dream. Coming up next, we'll hear from Cheryl Reeve and Nikki Cullen about close proximity <laughs> in the wobble, and uh, how sometimes you can hear what the other team uh, has to say at halftime. All right, folks, now it's time for me to talk about my favorite family-owned business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Yes, that is rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, and even, yes, new carpet Always important to have fresh carpet, folks, whether it's your classic or daily driver, everything you need, you can get at rockauto.com with a few easy clicks, and it will be delivered directly to your door. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to rockauto.com right now. You can see all of the parts available for your car or vehicle, and then you write in locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you rockauto.com prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals as the do-it-yourselfers out there so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts no we don't want that again go to rockauto.com right now Write in locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right, we are now going to talk about the Minnesota Lynx. It's currently sitting in fifth place at nine and four. Uh, one of those losses, though, came at the hands of the Atlanta Dream. Got their third win over Minnesota over the weekend. Atlanta three and eleven. And what I loved about the post game, because this is another game that maybe a little bit of a you know this win for Atlanta. Truthfully, was less surprising, if I'm being honest. Don't come for me, it's Coach Stanley. But the win, uh, the Atlanta win over Minnesota was less surprising to me than the Indiana win over Seattle, and probably most people. Um, but I agree with a lot of what Nikki Cullen said about her team, and I'm glad that she challenged them, because Atlanta is a team that has talent, but they're a little bit sloppy. I don't know that they have the maturity at times. And that might be a little harsh, um, but they need to be a little bit more level-headed. They need to know when to push themselves. They need to know when to calm themselves. And I don't think Atlanta has that right now. So here's Cheryl Reeve talking about Atlanta's performance over the weekend.
0: I mean, we say this all the time, rebounding tells the story. Right? What does that mean? What's the story? That means that the team that you're playing against, or the, or, or, hopefully our team in most cases, is more aggressive than, than the one that's getting out rebounded by double digits. So rebounding tells a story. It told the entire story of the second half, how much harder Atlanta played. So they kind of turned, you know, turned the tables on us. We were pretty darn aggressive at halftime uh, or by halftime. And, and I know their frustration as a team, we could hear uh, since we're in close proximity, uh, they were incredibly frustrated and disappointed. Um, and then they turned the tables on us.
1: And I love that line, Coach Reeves saying, you know, close proximity in the bubble. We can hear everything. And Nikki Cullen in her post game, talks about, you know what? Coming into this season, 2020 season, we didn't necessarily expect this team to be good in June. She knew that her team needed to mature. She knew that her team needed time to gel. And I think this perhaps was a breaking point for Nikki and her team. I asked her a little bit about that. Also asked Blake Dietrich about that. Um, Having to mature on the fly. Here's what Nikki Cullen said and then Blake right after her.
2: Um, You know, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, halftime speech about X's and O's. It was about heart. It was about toughness. It was about, like, basically they're pressuring the heck out of the basketball. They're denying one pass away. And if you guys were back in grade school, you would just take the ball down the gut and make plays, you know. But if you're going to let them take away one pass away and I can't run anything in the playbook, um, you know, then we're not a professional basketball team. Um, But this team, you know, they they really stepped up to the challenge because I'm sure if people were around, they heard me at halftime. Um, You know, I mean, there was absolutely zero. This is what we're running. Here's what we're doing. It was simply I can't throw the playbook away because you don't want to get open. Like getting open is a want to problem you know and so there are no excuses and so it's simple things like that you know of taking care of the basketball getting open and and letting people have one shot and when we did that in the second half we climbed back into the game we continue to move the basketball and then we're going to compete you know i mean i'm, I'm all about just competing you, you know and putting a team out on the floor that wants to compete day in and day out Eric ayala we'll start with you go ahead Thank
1: you. Hey Blake, uh, congrats on the win. Um, I wanted to ask you um, kind of what the charge was from coach during halftime. Both head coach Cheryl Reeve and then coach Nikki Collin mentioned that she probably was a little bit loud. <laughs> so I'm just wondering what the conversation was.
0: Yeah, she um, gave it to us. She got into us, but rightly so. We, she said we weren't playing with any toughness. We knew that Minnesota's a really, really physical team and they want to come out and pressure you and make things difficult. And we kind of took it on the nose in the first half. But then I think in the second half, we really we were the aggressor.
1: We were punching back. We were making things difficult for them. And that's when the tide turned for us. And again, as someone who covers the New York Liberty, I hear all the time. I see it in the games and even in the demeanor sometimes of the coaching staff and the players in shoot-around and other media availabilities. This is a tough season. This is a tough season on so many levels. And I get that. But what I love about Nikki and what she did for her team, what I love about what Marianne Stanley did for her team in that post game is sometimes as a coach, you got to fire up your team. Sometimes you got to get a little nasty. You got to get a little nasty. You got to rip into people because you know what? And uh, Blake said this, Nikki said this, and uh, there are a few other players I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But in that Atlanta. In that Atlanta postgame, the thing is, we're professionals. This is our job. And sometimes you need to be reminded to do your job. Because if you don't do your job, then someone else can come in and and get an opportunity to do the job that you couldn't or wouldn't do. That's in any profession. And sometimes you need someone to firmly and, and, and directly and bluntly I tell you to get your stuff together, and I think that's what Nikki did. Uh, Marianne Stanley had a way of doing that, but uh, in a way that elevated her team um, by saying, "Listen, are they disrespecting you? Are you gonna, are you gonna let them? Don't let them disrespect you. Yeah, the the way we played tonight, that's the way we always play. It's the same thing. Nikki and Marianne did the same thing; just they had a different frame." <laughs> Again, sports psychology, pushing the right buttons, really pushing and challenging your players. A lot of people have been talking about Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality, Uh, you know, and Nike had an amazing ad and it's about getting better, being better, doing better every time out. All of that is the same sports psychology talk. Some people react to 1% better. Some people react to, are they disrespecting you? And some people react to, hey, you need to get your stuff together. And as a coach, it's your job, it's your staff's job to know which buttons to press for for the, your players. And teams that do that, coaching staffs that do that, uh, teammates that do that effectively, that's how you get through an extremely trying season like what we're seeing for the 24th season of the WNBA. We've never seen anything like this before. The you know, the good lord willing we never will. But how are teams going to push through? And some of it has to be sports psychology and teammates and coaches and players themselves, right? I talked about the last dance, Michael Jordan would find a way to get offended by the most minuscule thing. Was it that he was actually offended or that he was playing mind games on himself to motivate himself? I don't know. I think it was the latter. And I'm here for it. I love that stuff. Oh, I absolutely love that stuff. And it gives us drama to talk about. To talk about Marianne Stanley just absolutely ripping into anyone and everyone. Um, And also Nikki Cullen. I'm here for it. I'm here for the Wubble Tea. I'm here for Indiana versus Seattle. Uh, who do you think is going to win? But before I go, let me give you the games that we have coming up. I'll give you the games uh, leading up to Thursday, so tonight and tomorrow. Tonight is Tuesday. For Tuesday, August 25th, 7 p.m., the game is the New York Liberty in the Chicago sky. I talked last week about I was kind of excited about this matchup. Didn't really come to fruition the first time around, but can New York get a little bit more aggressive? Will Walt or somebody on the Liberty find their sports psychology in there and really get this team fired up? I'd love to see it. That's tonight at 7 p.m. At 9 p.m., Las Vegas Aces versus the Dallas Wings. And at 10 p.m., I'm going to have to take a nap. Indiana Fever versus the Seattle Storm. And oh, baby... It's on ESPN, too. I believe LaChina's on that call, probably either with Pam or Ryan Rucco. Not exactly sure. But LaChina Robinson killing the game. Love her uh, WNBA on Twitter, Uh, the little alternate uh, broadcast, killing the game. Anyway, on Wednesday, August 26th, we have the Washington Mystics versus the Atlanta Dream. Uh, This should be a good matchup. And then the 8 p.m. game, so these are going to coincide. They'll overlap. Los Angeles Sparks versus the Minnesota Lynx. And then 10 p.m., the Connecticut Sun versus the Phoenix Mercury. I will be back Thursday to give you the rundown for Thursday night and the rest of the weekend. Until then, folks, stay safe, wear a mask, and as James Wade would say, continue social distance.